Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, and thank you again for joining me with uh, another episode today. I'm excited to share with you a couple of thoughts that I hope will help. I had a conversation with even a couple of people this week and previously that I wanted to just kind of share what I feel like can really bring a lot of hope to people in this process. Because I think for a lot of people, especially if you're first, uh, I don't know, like if, if the first bit of information that you get when you're starting this journey is that this is going to be a really, really long road. It's going to require tremendous amounts of work and effort. If it's going to take years before you feel like you're winning, if you're kind of coming from that background, it can be extremely discouraging. And so I, I remember that was the original background that I was trained in. It's a three to five year process. It involves going to groups and accountability partners and filters on your phone and using you know, discipline and willpower. It's this whole thing that I just, you know, after a couple of years of doing that, I just thought there's got to be a better way to do this. And so after having multiple conversations with lots of different people, usually somebody comes to me when they're feeling really discouraged. Everything that they've tried hasn't worked. If it's gotten some success, it hasn't really gotten them exactly to where they want to be yet. And I think people, of course, can make progress with some of these older or traditional methods. But I think people want truly to find a sense of freedom and to be able to heal their relationship. And I think the whole relationship side of it is, I think it's very, very, it, uh, the old way of looking at it very much undermines the progress of the marriage because the old way is, you do your own work for a period of, I don't know, 12 to 18 months. And then at some point you come back together. I think, I think without knowing how to do the relationship work earlier in the process, then sure. Like I could see why somebody would say, Hey, don't do it because traditional marriage counseling doesn't work. Going on more dates, spending more time, like that doesn't solve these core deeper level issues. And so I had a conversation recently and, and the, the takeaway, the thing that I wanted to share with you is this is no, you know, this is this, this again, he was coming from this place of having spent almost, you know, having spent many, many, many months and, and other people having spent years in this process, just feeling at their total wits end with their ability to sustain the level of effort. They're doing everything that they can. And so if this is you, if in your relationship you're feeling completely overwhelmed, having done everything that you can, but it's still not working, or if individually you feel like there's nothing more that you can do, you're expending your best efforts, I think it can be very discouraging to hear the message, you need to do more. And so the message that I want to share with you today is, it's in these cases especially, and oftentimes in, in, in this process, it's not actually about doing more, it's doing it differently. And so what I mean by that is it's not greater effort using these methods that aren't really serving you. It's doing it differently. The analogy, this is maybe a silly analogy, but this is what comes to mind. Imagine you're baking a cake and you don't really know how to do this. You have a recipe that really isn't complete and you put everything in the bowl. You start stirring the bowl. You, you give the best that you can. You're stirring it for 30 minutes. You put it in the microwave and then you pull it out and it's not, of course, it's not what you hoped it would be. So you think to yourself, I just need to do more. I need to put in more effort or energy or I need to bake this for longer in the microwave. 
heat this up there. You do it again and it doesn't really work the way that you want it to. You just, you're struggling because you're just doing more of what doesn't actually bring the result. And then somebody says, hey, like you got the ingredients right, but you don't put it in the microwave. All you do is simply put it in the oven and you only have to do it once. And it just, you know, you only have to stir for two minutes. It completely changes everything when you have everything that you need in the right place at the right phase, you can actually put in, it's less intensity, right? You're, you're actually putting in, there's less intensity, but it's more intentional and purposeful, which is exactly what helps to get people the results is not burning themselves out doing more. It's different, not more, it's different. And so I had somebody who we, uh, just uh, a new person that I started working with, I wanted to share just uh, the, 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 this gem of a thought that he had. We've had only like a couple calls so far, but he, he already feels like he's in such a different place because we're just targeting, okay, you're doing all these good things, that's great, but like if we do it differently and we had a session where we really started to process things on a deeper level, the text afterwards, a few days, he's like, you know, things are becoming easier things are feeling better. I'm like, that's great. And the more you do this, the easier it's going to feel. And then he said something that struck me. He said, the way that I've been doing this the last few decades is harder. Like it's harder to do what I've done, which is stuck in this pattern, struggling, trying, doing all these things that are good. But if they are not tailored to the solution, it's very, very tiring. And so it, it, as far as like examples, then this is what I want to share with you. Okay, so how do you apply this? What does this look like? So if you are experiencing temptation, let's say, and I've heard from many people this idea that temptation, for, for a lot of people, this is initially where they start. Temptation just lingers in the back of their mind. And they all, they know that they shouldn't do it. They know that this goes against their values. They know that it's not going to help their relationship. Like they know the consequences but the temptation still remains. And so often people will then try to do something to avoid the temptation or distract themselves or somehow push it out of their mind. But I've heard from many people, they can do that for a little bit, but then the temptation shows right back up and it stays there until it's acted on and then it goes away. And then they feel awful and then the whole cycle repeats. And so it isn't about doing more pushing away. It's not about doing more distraction. It's not about doing any of those things. The goal, again, the different is you identify exactly where the temptation is stemming from. Why is it there? And there could be multiple different reasons why it's there. That's why it's so important to just really kind of allow some room to reflect and consider, okay, why am I feeling like this? For some people, it might be a sense of failure or unworthiness for other people, it's like, it can be like the discomfort of some emotion, sadness or stress or boredom. And there's a feeling of wanting to escape that. So again, it's not about pushing through the temptations. It's identifying the different is you identify what the thing is exactly why it's happening. And then you go through a process, you, you reprocess that root issue, whatever it is, and unlink it from acting out because so often let's say the trigger is failure 
So often failure is linked with acting out or stress is linked with acting out or boredom. Like the brain associates those two things together through experience. And so in order for people truly to find freedom, you have to unlink those two things because I I used this analogy early on in my podcast, maybe like eight episodes in this idea of like a domino, a set of dominoes. If you have a domino, that's the first one. It's a trigger. It's going to knock down the next one, which might be maybe I'll just look online and check my email or maybe I'll just, you know, scroll the news or look at some funny clip on social media, right? There's an initial trigger. It might be stress. It might be failure that you want to get away from that activates this next, like, I'll just kind of scroll around and you know, whatever, it's not that big of a deal or, you know, I probably won't see anything, but really, you know, you, you, then you hop on social media. Then the next domino is you see something that catches your, your eye that's inappropriate And then you think, I'm not going to really click on this. I'll just kind of hang out here. Or however you do that, like however the rationalization, the next domino is rationalize or minimize or justify or there's there's these steps in between the actual trigger and acting out. And so the goal isn't to try to push through any of them. To find freedom, you target the first domino and you solve it so it doesn't activate the next domino in the thread. In other words, you simply unlink or break the chain, break the link between trigger, which again, in this case, might be stress or fear or or failure. You break the link between failure and acting out so that then when you experience another failure or when you experience stress again in the future, it's it's no longer linked to the acting out. You can experience it and you just process it differently. Your brain processes the information differently. So it's not, oh, you know, I, I want to get away from this feeling. And so I'm going to go back to this old habit. There's truly a separation there. And I hope that makes sense. That's like the crux of how people find freedom. You've got to break those links so that you can experience life and all the hardships that it offers without it then triggering you to go back to the pattern. Another example, let's say if there's like dishonesty in a relationship. Pushing and telling somebody that you have to be honest and really like slamming that into them, which is true, right? Yes, of course you have to be honest. But that's not, if somebody's being dishonest when they know better, reminding them about honesty is not the solve because they already know that. It's not a lack of information. And so when I work with people, whenever there's dishonesty, my goal is to understand, okay, do are, are they aware of the implications of what they're doing? And 99.9% of the time they are. So it's not that I need to provide them more information about how they, they shouldn't be doing that. Instead, I like to go the other way, the different way, right? It's not more pushing, it's different. It's, okay, let's figure out what's driving this. What is your biggest concern? If you were to tell the truth, what would happen? That reveals what the concern of the fear is. The fear might be rejection. The fear might be failure. The fear might be hurting his spouse. If he tells her the truth, it's going to hurt her. So I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to tell the truth. Unintentionally, of course, we, we all know where that leads. It's going to hurt her even more to not have the truth. But in the moment, the idea is, I just don't want to hurt her. I don't want to fight about this. I know she's already struggling, so I'm going to withhold this. Again, not not the right strategy. And <clears throat> the goal then would be, okay, if this is the fear, we got to go further upstream, right? 
okay, the fear is hurting her. So then let's go even further back behind that. We can even process that. We can talk, we can have conversations about that to help release some of that anxiety. But then even further is like, what's happening that's causing you to be dishonest? Like, what are you hiding? Are you lying about acting out? Are you lying about other things that are completely irrelevant? The further upstream you go, the more you're going to be able to identify exactly where things are off. I I, I remember this conversation I had with a client a long time ago. This is, I, I worked with him a few years ago and he struggled with lying. And so we did the same process that I'm describing to you. It's like, okay, help me understand this a little more. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to beat you up. It's like, let's understand this and work with it. So what's happening for you? And he's like, well, really, and through a conversation, it led to him saying, when I was growing up, my dad would be abuse, like he'd be abusive if I did something wrong. And so I learned that if I lied, then I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get punished. I wouldn't get abused. And so my thought was like, that's a brilliant strategy. In that context, what an effective strategy. Of course, you're going to do that. Of course, you're not going to want to be abused. So as a kid, you're going to adopt the thing that works to keep you out of pain. Makes perfect sense to me. So the push of, hey, be honest, be honest, be honest, that doesn't, that would not, that didn't work for him. It would never have worked because he already knows that. Understanding that it was linked to this fear of abuse, that it was like the fear of pain, fear of punishment. Now we have a whole lot we can work with. Now we can start to reprocess that, do trauma work, heal that, and get him into a different place where he can associate somebody being upset with him with like, okay, there's a chance for us to resolve this. Instead of somebody's upset with me, I'm going to get really, really hurt. There's going to be a huge problem if somebody's upset with me. So there's a ton that you can work with once you understand what is driving that to then be able to do it differently. So you can apply this framework literally to any part of the process. I just pulled out two of these things, right? When when it comes to being honest and rebuilding trust or temptations or it can be communication, right? When people shut down or avoid conversations or when people get super escalated or critical, there's always a reason why we do what we do. And once we understand that and you identify what you've been trying that might not have been working, most of the time it's not doing more of it. It's different. And so what I would encourage you to do as you're reflecting on this, wherever you are in the process, it's so helpful to take a step back and say, which wall do I keep hitting? Where Where is the breakdown in my relationship with myself? Whatever area of your life you feel like there's been this struggle that you have not been able to break through, it's so helpful to, this is what I would encourage you to do, just reflect on what's driving this. If I keep repeating the same behavior, what am I missing What's the core issue that might be unresolved? And it could be a deeper level thing. It could be a more surface level thing. But whatever it is will allow you to then address that problem to then resolve it so that that block does not continue to show up in the way that it does. And so however you do that, again, there's lots of different ways to do that, but it all starts with identifying what it is. And if you don't know what it is, again, this there's we live in a phenomenal day and age where there's access to unlimited amounts of information, which I guess in the same token can make it difficult to sift through the noise. But there are so many resources to help in this process. I hope this podcast is one of them where you're getting tools to know what to do. Once you identify it, here's the next step. You handle it by doing this. And there's lots of episodes in the podcast about like specific strategies and tools to approach different aspects of it. But 
being able to use what's available, getting support, getting help when necessary, you can shortcut the process by just like, this is what you do now. Now it's like, just go and implement. And so I would encourage you to reflect on where you are to know what to do or what to address so that then you can know what step to take so you can actually find a resolution. And by approaching it differently, it's oftentimes a whole lot less intensity because you're just sequencing things in the right order and addressing it in the way that it needs to be. So I hope that helps. I uh, I would love to hear how this resonates for those who are listening. And I, again, I always appreciate feedback. It's awesome getting messages and emails and reviews just to hear, hey, this is helpful. Or, hey, I have a question here. I always like getting feedback from people to know what kind of episodes to create just so I'm being as helpful as possible. So feel free to reach out if you have any questions. And I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week. All right, we'll talk to you then. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.